This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's Speroni, who rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice-looking move from Palace. That's a neat ball to Ambrose. A space on the right. Good turn. He crosses into Johnson! Oh, yes! Back of the nest! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of RedBlueArmy.co.uk. And Albert Curley is here, along with Sam Heskiff. And this week, we are seeking a league double over the champions. Well... Or are we? Gets past the challenge of Cher. The second challenge sees a penalty awarded. And it's a penalty to Crystal Palace. Make that 10. Emphatically done. Crystal Palace lead. In the 81st minute, their first shot on target of the day. Commentary there from our 1-0 victory up at St. James's Park on the weekend. Back to winning ways after the disappointment at Spurs. And now it's time to build up to potentially doing a league double over the champions. Who would have thought it? And to help me through this podcast of um, the joys of spring as it approaches is Sam Heskiff and Albert Curley. Albert. That was beautiful, mate. Welcome. That was beautiful. Two, two weeks in a row. Have some of that, mate. <laughs> Where's your holiday gags now? Uh, your holiday funds have dried up, apparently. And Sam Heskiff. Hello. Never on holiday. Never on holiday. But you do like beer. Damn. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? I'm going to leave you three to it, man. Or do you, Hesketh? <laughs> I do. So much so I finished it before we even <laughs> it was started. A, it was a long pre-show um, today. It was. We were, we were waiting for Albert to watch a five-minute video, and it took him about 25 minutes. I didn't minutes, know my so login for iPlayer, thank you very much. I had to look it up. Have you got a TV license? <laughs> yes, but they, I had to log in with a password first. I mean, what is this? <laughs> so, long story short, or... Long Albert Paul short. I finished my beer. It was a Moretti. Obviously. Obviously. And Albert? Uh, gone back to the Budweiser this week. Was, uh, I'm on... Um, I've already had two pints prior to the show, um, which outraged me. Um, went to leaving drinks at work. £6.10 for a pint of Camden Hells. 
That's outrageous. <sighs> you want to work at a university, mate. They're like £2.50 a pint. Uh, it's basically the same in the victory before I've had this game. They're like 3 50 a pint or whatever. I couldn't believe it. A, a rum and coke. Pound ten. A rum and coke was cheaper. It was five pound fifty for a rum and coke. I'm, Outrageous. Yeah. Who's leaving drinks was it? Um, some well, just a guy from work. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> he's actually leaving because um, he's been of ill health and had a heart attack. And if you would have seen that price on the till, we might have had another one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm um, Camden I'm, Hell indeed. <laughs> I'm topping up my um, two pints with uh, a five hops lager. Very delicious, very hoppy. Um, right, where are we starting this week? Susanna Reed pegs Steve Parrish with a strap-on called Little Piers. <laughs> um, anyone who read the article that was covering our accounts, Crystal Palace's accounts, that is, not back in the Nest accounts, uh, we don't let anyone cover those, um, would have seen that the person that wrote the article um, spelled out that sentence that I just said with the opening letter of every paragraph. Um, Albert, you particularly enjoyed this. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I only saw I saw the tweet and and didn't have time to investigate too much into the the article, not the actual claims. I wasn't trying to do like a Google image search or anything. Um, and to, you just had to double check of its validity, of which you assured me that it was. So, top marks. Indeed, um, I've actually done it a few times. Not Susanna Reid, Peg, Steve Parrish, or a strap on called Little Piers. I'm just going to try and say that as much as possible. But um, I've done it a few times on my blog in the past um, just to see if people notice. And surprisingly, a lot of people often completely miss it. So um, if you trawl back, you'll certainly find some for sure. Um, Haskiff, do you think it's true? It's not an image I want. <laughs> it's an image that I now have in my head. It's probably it's probably the most use that Piers Morgan has ever been in his life, isn't it? So I think he should be grateful for that at the very least. Uh, Steve Parrish, of course, was on um, the Premier League show on BBC, which you can watch on the iPlayer now. Um, he was talking to Gabby. If you know Logan. login details. <laughs> and if you have a TV license, obviously. Um, how did they even check that box when if you say yes? I don't know. But um, yeah, so he was talking to Gabby Logan about various things. A couple of things we'll pick up on. Um, mainly talking... Heskiff about building the stadium and um, interesting point of him saying that he thinks that Palace are only 30% of what we can be. It's the um, old adage of that Crystal Palace uh, have the biggest catchment area and all of that, that we're still saying it after 30 years. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know how he gets 30%. I don't know what the maths behind that is, but I see what you're saying, you know, in terms of potential. Um, he was saying, you know, however many players in the Premier League were born within... 10, 10 miles of Celeste. Um, but, you know, like you say, we've been talking about it for quite a while and it's been the case for quite a while and I don't know how far we've got in doing anything about it. Mm. Um, easier for me to say, you know, because it's not me that has to pay for everything. But, um, yeah, it's something that's been mentioned quite a few times and, you know, along along with this new stand, I sort of wait to see if and when anything happens. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting that he said, I think he said 14% of the homegrown talent that plays in the Premier League was born within a 10 mile radius of Sellers Park. And then, you know, you're looking at we've missed out on the likes of Jane and Sancho, and we need a better facility to be able to draw those players in. And he talks a lot about building the academy, which was um, very, very interesting. But one thing that um, made me a little bit sad uh, was that Albert, he talked about not really enjoying it anymore. 
Um, do you think being chairman of Palace in the Premier League is taking its toll on him a bit? Being a fan this season is taking its toll out of me. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it must it must strip away a lot of the the pleasure when you're you know you can't. He's not just going to a game to just enjoy the, the spectacle of the football match. Um, and even if he was, he'd probably still feel the same. Um, so yeah, to, you know, be in the sort of face of the club, um, good or bad, popular or unpopular. You know, knowing that all the decisions rest on him most of the time, and having all the financial strain, yeah, it's got to it's got to get you down a bit, isn't it? I mean, it's I can only imagine what it's like, and um, you know, regardless of your thoughts on how well you think he's doing, I think you have to appreciate that he does it to the best of his ability, and and like I say, it can't be um, it can't be easy. Well, I was going to say it's easier than doing a podcast of Albert, so he's got it quite he's quite good, I think. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to. Ooh, easy. Now, now. Now, now, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> Someone, someone's finished their beer, haven't they? <laughs> He's swinging Moretti's all over the place. Um, Sydenham United and Streatham Rovers. <laughs> now, this is um, it's tickled our fancy on um, Twitter this week. They've also been at the... Well, Streatham Rovers have been at it with... Um, Using that team lineup to spell out, <laughs> was it or it was Sydney who did it? Which way round was it? I can't remember. Stretton Rovers are shit. They use their team name now. Of course, anyone who knows this, this complete um, parody accounts on Twitter, but um, it fooled quite a lot of people, and people were getting massively outraged. So, um, Sydney United lined up with Saunders, Rankin, Francis, Cole, Andrews, Rodriguez, Eke, Smith, Henderson. Gotchawuku and Taylor, which spells out SRFC, are shit. Albert, you were de- devastated that this wasn't true. Oh, just, I mean, even the the uh, spelling out SRFC is shit. Just some of the names that were on there were fantastic. Um, pa- and yeah, Patrick King Patrick. Florida Boutros. Yeah, he was the, <laughs> yeah, I think he was my favourite. <laughs> There was somebody on the bench. There's one of the ones on the bench that, that, that absolutely slayed me. I can't remember it at the moment. There's a. I can read you their subs bench now. It's Kai Cheeseman, Hoddle Goose, Franny Eaton, Jackson Bandana and Wolfgang LaRouge. <laughs> <laughs> Franny Eaton was good. Yeah, as I was saying, just take the R out of that and it's, a, it's, the, perfect, <laughs> it's the perfect name. Uh, yeah, so there was loads of people. I think like... Um, I think even Peter Shilton got involved in it, like talking about it. So um, it was very amusing to be. So congratulations to the guys that run that. That is absolutely top trolling. Um, and what else we had this week? The foundation uh, released, what's it? The Eagle Swoop song. And it sounded a little bit like this. Albert, did your son do the Watford version yep. of this? Is there a Watford version <laughs> of this? I haven't looked. <laughs> no, there's absolutely not. Well, I, at least I don't know if there is or not. But I'm gonna. In fact, I'm gonna. I'm gonna refute that. I'm gonna refute that because obviously yesterday, uh, the the wife being a Man United fan, we had the um, United Barcelona game on, um, 
and the you know the more observant of you will notice that there's a, a player for Barcelona called Artur, but spelled Arthur. So I was pointed, pointing that out on the screen when the team selection went up to Arthur, and then I pointed at uh, Lionel Messi, and I said, "Oh, Arthur, and see this guy here, number number ten, whatever he's eleven. Lionel Messi, he's he's probably the best player in the world." And Arthur looked at me very earnestly and said, "What? Even better than Wilf Zaha, Daddy?" He said, "Troy Deeney, and didn't he?" <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Wash your mouth out. <laughs> Um, no, that's very nice. That's very cute. And um, you obviously said mm, almost as good as Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, didn't want to let him down. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was. Um, I, I, I mean, this was a great little video. It shows a lot of work that Palace have been doing in the community. Um, Will, uh, not Wilfred Zaha, Christian Benteke and Patrick Van Arnholt were also in the video dancing with the kids, and it was um, yeah, really, really good. Um, nice to see that they're getting out there and getting the players involved with kids and so on. Um, Hesky, if loads of people online, I wouldn't say loads of people, some people saying it's a bit cringy. Uh, you've got to just enjoy it, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't know why people are taking it altogether seriously. It's great for the kids. To be fair, got had the chin stuck in my head last night, so it's doing a job on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun and it's from obviously, you know, getting kids involved in the club. They were all wearing Palace gear and that's great. Mm. So yeah, if people don't like it. It's a bit, bit odd. Albert, we, we make teams drop back. Their keeper can't relax. Thought that was quite ironic with PVA in the video. <laughs> uh, yeah, and to be honest, I thought it was a little bit out of position. A little bit out of position in that the way they'd lined up in that in that little bit where they were dancing. I thought it was a and what Benteke was doing. I've no idea. <laughs> way behind the the phase of play. Do you think the players sele- the players were selected on current form of who had to perform in this video with the kids? Would you, I reckon Battery would have been offside if he'd have been in it. So. <laughs> um. He was there. He was just the other side of the camera. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I got some abuse on Twitter though for um, the, making a meme of it because they said they were in the well. The lyrics said they were in the main stand, and a picture showed them in the uh, Sainsbury's end. And um, people seemed to think that I was taking the mick out of the kids, which obviously I wasn't. Uh, just it just tickled me a lot that they were um, in the wrong stand. How hard is it? If you got the stadium, just put them in the main stand. Although. Uh, I guess it's not the most attractive of stands. And Albert, what do you reckon? Uh, eight eight year olds even got enough leg well, you space? Wouldn't have seen them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Definitely not, mate. Definitely, you wouldn't have seen them. They'd have been behind all the uprights. <laughs> Last one we've got is Tom Brake MP um, was shouting out uh, Wilfred Zaha in the House of Commons today. Tom Brake is a Crystal Palace fan, and um, he said we should be recognising Wilfred Zaha not just for being a wizard on the field, um, but also for. Uh, tackling uh, the ball and discrimination in football with the work he does alongside FFP Global to promote equality and unite communities. We need to give a red card to discrimination in football and all the areas of society. Um, Albert, Tom Brake, MP, singing He's Just Too Good For You, Um, following Hot on the Hills of Susanna Reid, singing it on um, TV. Uh, is this becoming a common trend of very well-spoken people singing He's Just Too Good For You? I, yeah, I mean, I, I only just heard that clip before we went on air. So it was, it's just like normally you, you, get, you get sent a clip of the House of Commons and it's either, it's not, you know, 99% of the time it's, you know, it's Brexity or it's someone ripping it out of Corbyn. And then all of a sudden they're talking about Zaha. I mean, it's, it's very refreshing. But Are you going to do your Boko impression? 
Order! (laughs) Mr. Peter Bone! (laughs) Uh, Right, we're going to be back after this where we are going to preview all things Crystal Palace against Manchester City. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Schlup. Trying to work the angle onto his left foot and it's a brilliant finish. Jeff Schlup for Crystal Palace. That's an important defensive header. Bernardo Silva winning the second ball and Townsend. That is an unbelievable strike. And it's a penalty. And it could be three. Doesn't save this one. And Crystal Palace are 3-1 up. Away at the champions. Oof, absolute scenes from up in the Etihad in December where um, oh, we enjoyed that one, didn't we, Haskell? We did indeed. It was a good one. Yeah, three in a row against Man City we're going for without defeat. Um, it would be three wins in a row if Luka Milivojevic hadn't missed a penalty against um, Edison way back when, a couple of seasons ago at Sellers Park in the injury time. But he only he's only missed two, hasn't he? Just don't go down the middle, Luka. Um, yeah. A big question this time, Heskiff. Man City, they look like they rested some players against Spurs. No Sane, no De Bruyne. Um, maybe they were using their squad depth against Spurs or do you think they were resting some players for us? And God forbid, are they taking us serious now? Well, I think Guardiola likes Palace, doesn't he? Didn't he say in that documentary that we're a very, very good team? Um, well, he said we were the hardest game of the season. Sellers Park was the hardest game of the season, referring to the style of football that they play. He's a, he's a new Mourinho. He, he wants to manage us, doesn't he? Um, I mean, they've got a, obviously a great squad, so I think they can afford to to switch it around a little bit, whether that's dropping people or resting them. You know, whoever whoever they play against us is going to be a pretty tough game, isn't it? But yeah, it sort of backfired a bit in uh, in midweek by all accounts. I didn't see the game, but you know, again, that even though they sort of brought, I think Mares came in and and that, but it's still a very strong team. So, you know, I, I don't think we're going to see much of the ball on Sunday, whoever plays. Um, and I'm not especially looking forward to it, which is a nice positive start for the for the preview, isn't it? But um, yeah, I think I think whoever we play, it will be a really really tough game. Um, and three in a row is going to be very difficult. Mm, yeah, I wonder what the stats are for how many people have managed to avoid defeat against um, Guardiola's sides for three in a row. It's probably not many. Uh, but Albert, now get that win was really important at Newcastle, obviously, and it puts us on thirty nine points, which is which is safe. No one's going down with thirty nine points, especially with the way the table's made up now. Plenty of teams below us. Um, 
isn't this when we've sort of started to shine in the last few seasons when the shackles are off, no more defensive responsibility or it's not that much more important because we don't have to fear relegation? So do you think we might actually be a bit of a threat to teams now, a lot more than we have been recently? I think that's a valid point, Terence. Yeah, I'd like to think that, again, even we do really well to to mess this up and, and still end up getting relegated. So... I think we I'd like I'd like to see us, you know, go for it a bit more. You know, the the nil nil that which you've already mentioned a couple of seasons ago, um, or sorry, last season, a couple of years ago, was, you know, such a fantastic performance. Um, and, you know, we were really gutted not to not to nick it at the end with a penalty. So I fully expect to see a similar a similar style of setup. Um I was stu- I was stunned, I've got to say, at the the selection that, that Guardiola made for the Spurs game. I know I know you can argue that it's a it's a two legged affair, and that you know even if they managed to come away with you know, only a goal down, and they could probably turn that round at at the Etihad with a full squad. But you know you'd really think that even though they're challenging for for everything on all fronts, you, I really would have thought that that team that featured on Wednesday would have been the team that they put out against us. So yeah, maybe we should take that as a a bit of a compliment. Um, but we you know we owe it to everybody to to. To go at them, I'd I'd rather see City win the league than Liverpool personally. But obviously, I want us to to get as many points as we can. So hopefully, it's it's similar to that the last home tie we had. And you know, if we get if we go go undefeated, I think it's, it's, it'll be a fantastic result. Uh, Heskiff, uh, I, I, it was pretty much I would say the Man City game was where Jeff Schlupp first moved into midfield. I'd imagine, mm-hmm. and the midfield three. Um, I can't see us changing up any formation shape from. Our normal, I think it will be the same to expect as we had against that game. Or do you think it will be? Zaha did drop in and try and support the striker in that game, so may, maybe the same sort of thing that we put up against City at the Etihad. Yeah, I mean, Maya played in that game, I think. But oh yeah, that was right. So Zaha played a striker, didn't mm-hmm. he? But I think, and then yeah, Maya. with. Yeah, the, the way that we play and the players that play in those positions, I think we're going to see the team that we're used to. I think, you know, we'll try and contain them as much as possible, which is, you know, fine up to a point, as we mentioned. But obviously we want to, you know, get forward a bit more than, than we have done in the past few games. It's tough, obviously, to do it against Man City because, like I said, we're not really going to see much of the ball. Um, and it just sort of puts pressure on us to, to make the most of it when we do. Um which is, you know, again, very difficult, especially, you know, looking at our home form and how we've not really been able to take our chances at all this season. Um, but I think from from the point of view of sort of defence and midfield, it will be keep it very tight, you know, as regimented as we used to being um, and hope for the best, especially with, you know, a centre-back pairing that's not going to be uh, the quickest or, or the most sort of skillful on the ball. Yeah, of course. Now it looks like Tompkins is also out alongside Sacco for the rest of the season. And um, I, they both had such fantastic games up at the Etihad loss um, earlier in this season. And, you know, Sacco is, is, is a huge miss anyway, and then adding Tompkins in as well. Um, that obviously means that Scott Dan comes in, we would imagine, Albert. Do you, do you think fans are unfairly getting on his back? You know, he's been out for a long time. Lots of lots of injuries, comebacks and niggly injuries. Um, it's not a short term, is it? Not from fans, not giving him enough time to sort of get back up to speed? I think so, but I th- he's probably a bit like Schlupp. 
he's probably found himself being a bit of a scapegoat for for, for wider frustrations with how the team's playing. Um, you know, you say the injury was was long, um, and, you know, and he's not he's not a spring chicken anymore, so it's going to take him a bit longer to come back. So, you know, I'm I'm willing to give him a bit of time and and think he he probably deserves that with all he's done for us over the last few seasons. Uh, just hope that he does eventually find find that form and. You know, when they're back, puts Sacco and Tompkins under you know some actual pressure, and you know that only benefits everybody. Mm. Also sitting in the sidelines there is Sam Woods. Heskiff, do you do you think it's wise bringing him in? He's obviously young and need some blooding, and you'd probably kind of want that to be next to either Sacco or Tompkins. Probably just Sacco actually, because he's such a good organizer and a leader. Um, would you be? a bit concerned about putting him in either alongside Kelly or Dan? I would. I'd certainly be concerned about putting him in alongside one of him against Manchester City. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I think, yeah, where we are in the league and we're, we're basically safe, um, being the, the resident misery guts, obviously I'll wait until it's mathematical, but we're basically safe. You know, maybe we put him in the last game of the season against Bournemouth when, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, and it's it's a sort of game where if you win, great. If you don't win, be a festival soon. So who cares? Um, <laughs> but I saw um, Matt Woosnam, who w- watches a lot of the academy uh, games, put something up on the BBS about it and saying sort of what's what's the what's the worst that can happen? Really, what have we got to lose at this stage of the season? Um, and I think certainly towards the end of the season, like I say, the Bournemouth game might as well. Um, but I agree that he needs. I, I would like him to have Sacco next to him. I think Sacco is a very good organizer. I think the one thing that Dan doesn't have that that Sacco does is obviously the, the distribution. He sets up a lot of attacks for us, and that's something I've noticed that Dan, irrespective of his sort of lack of pace or being turned, you know, doesn't really have uh, any more, and certainly not to the extent that Sacco does. Um, but you know, he's experienced, so so him alongside Sandwoods might be okay. Um, but I'd like to, I'd like to see Woods, yeah, get a go. If only to have someone called Sam in the team. <laughs> yeah, but if you look back to when Aaron Wan-Bissaka came into the team, it was James Tompkins who basically helped him through that period, and no one would have expected him to be as good as he was. So, Albert, do you think it's also even though we are playing City, you don't know if you don't give him the chance, basically, and. Like Heskiff says, it doesn't really matter. We're safe. There's no, there's nowhere for us to go. So, frame in at the deep end. No, I can't, I can't say. I, I, and not because, not because I don't want to see kids get given a chance. I, 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 like Sam said, I don't want to. I don't want to chuck them in against a team that could quite easily rip us open three or four nil. Because um, that, you know, that could potentially set him back a while. I think we've got, you know, two two hard games coming up. You know, and then it's into. Everton at home, Cardiff away, Bournemouth at home, and you know I'd I'd really like us to get nine points out of those last three games. But at the same time, would be very happy to see things like Sam Woods getting a go, other youngsters, and um, and go that way. I, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think City at home, whilst they're chasing the title, is uh, the best environment. Um, as as good as someone like Aaron Wan-Bissaka eventually, you know became I don't think it's um it's not, I wouldn't want to make my debut in that game let's put it that way <laughs> um Hesketh Albert said there nine points from the last five games would be nice um and that will probably stick us up somewhere around 10th at the end of the season um is there something in in, in you that makes you not want to get those points and actually you know finish 16th 
17th and just be like, this is what this season deserves because we make such a lot late run at it in recent seasons and our league position in the end of the day, in a cold hard light of day, doesn't look like how the season was and may perhaps it's easy to forget that it's been a very another disappointing campaign. Well, I mean, uh, I'd love us to get nine points in the last five games. I don't think we will, um, but that'd be great. And if we finish 11th or whatever it is, then that, that's great. Um, I hope if we do that, it doesn't, you know, paper over the cracks and sort of mask the things that have been concerning this season, like you mentioned, which which have been quite obvious for, for a while. Um, the home form in particular, um, the need to use our squad better. Um, and, you know, I understand that there's factors behind all of these things, um, money-wise and, you know, irrespective of being pegged by little peers, I understand that the money is is not easy to just go out and spend you know, thirty million pounds or whatever it is. But yeah, I think if you know if we finish high up in league, great, and and you know we get more money than if we finish sixteenth. Um, but it's been quite a frustrating season for me, in that even a few of the games we've won, you just think, oh, we didn't really do much there to win it. And I'll, I'll take winning, playing badly, and winning every every week over not winning at all. But like we've we've all said in the past, you know, we think we're a lot cap- we're capable of a lot better, um, and I just hope that those issues, which are quite concerning if they carry on for another full season, um, are addressed in the summer. Mm. And it's probably going to have to, for those to be addressed, it's probably going to have to be some outgoings, as the accounts probably suggested. Um, you know, making a thirty-plus million loss um, last year. Uh, Albert, do you think this is last chance saloon for Benseke at Palace? Uh, I mean, there's been some suggestion that he might even run down his contracts, which would be disastrous for our balance sheet, basically, because <laughs> um, he's probably on there somewhere in the region of about 20 million. So we'd want to try and get some sort of fee for him. Um, and I think we talked about it last week, again, get some goals under his belt. What would you do? Would you sell him? Would you offload in the summer if you can? Oh, it's a, it's a tricky one. We, you know, we are really not blessed up front, really, are we? You know, Connor Wickham has seemed to have kind of come back and gone away again with sort of reasons unknown. Benteke's back, but shown shown glimmers of, of a bit of promise. But again, you know, not not prolific, not really banging any goals in. Batchwise, not ours. Can't see us going anywhere near signing him permanently, um, unless unless somebody really stupid came in and gave us silly money for Benteke. Um, but who you know who's going to do that? I, I like I like Christian Benteke. I, you know my preference would still be to see him come good, and maybe this run of games, the end of this season, you know might might see a couple of goals and, and promise going into next season. But um, I can't see us. I, I can't see anybody coming in with an offer that would provide us a decent enough amount of cash to go out and take a risk on someone else. Um, so it's a bit of a sticky wicket. Like I say, I, I hope I hope he comes good. And like I say, he's shown promise in everything else, you know, holding the ball up, winning headers, making a nuisance of himself. But um, service needs to improve. And, you know, he probably still needs to get a bit of sharpness. Um, it, it's sort of, sort of a, you have to wait and see how it, how it plays out, really. Yeah, that... Um cross to him from Andros Townsend in the Newcastle game where he slid it wide at the back post it was just um it was a bit of a it was a horrible cross really it caught him right in between his stride and wasn't the best of crosses but at the same time it pretty much summed up how he's 
his two years, the last two years have been going, bless him. But, but, that's, yeah. but that, 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 that wound me up because all, all, all I saw on, on social media was, was, you know, people digging him out saying, how's, how's he missed that? And, you know, face palm pictures. It was, and, it was a terrible cross. You know, he's, he's done well to get near it. And, you know, he's sliding in, uh, you know, and you'd, you'd have to, you know, everything has to be in your favour there to, to score to score from there, you know. It's just, you know, it's been going on for at least, you know, season and a half now. It just and any anything that he does mildly wrong, whether it's his fault or not, it just seems to be a huge, you know, a huge wave of negativity about him. To the point where you think, you know, is it whether whether you like him or not, is it is it best for his his benefit to just to go elsewhere, find a fresh start, where, wherever that may be? Yeah, but like you say, it's gonna be hard to find someone who's gonna spend the money on him unless it's someone from China or someone out there, you know, Far East, big money, but um, he's still relatively in his prime. And is he want to go, want to go out there already for the big bucks or well, I say big bucks, not like he's not earning big bucks now, but, um, or does he want to still try and prove a point in the Premier League? Albert further up said um, he doesn't want Liverpool to win the league as his preference. Um, Heskiff, we've had, <laughs> we've already beaten Man City this season and we have absolutely gifted Liverpool six points. Probably should have got at least a point out of both those games. Um, is this going to, is this going to be the season where we are the team that hands Liverpool the title? Oh, it's a nightmare scenario. I always obviously want Palace to win and Sunday is no different. I want us to win, but it's going to, Liverpool fans are going to be absolutely insufferable if they win the league. They're bad. I mean, they're bad enough at the best of times, but if they win the league, that's going to be the worst thing that can happen this season. But um, don't, if, if, it's, if we beat City on the weekend mm, uh, and they do go on to win the league, aren't we just going to become their new favourite club? Oh, God, I don't want to be. I don't think... Right, <laughs> let me let me preface, pre- preface, preface, preface. The beer's kicking in. Let me start by saying I don't think we're going to beat Man City. Um but yeah, I mean, if we do, I, I've got a mate who's a Man City fan, um, proper as well, not from the last two years. Um, <laughs> and he's already texted me to be like, "Don't you let him win it? You know, you've already you've already done us. Don't you? Don't you let them win it? What can I say to him? He knows that I'm the most miserable person alive. I'm like a hundred percent. It's fine. But now he's paranoid that, like like you said, that we're going to be there." for some reason bogey club this season and hand the title to the scousers grim well, it, it's, it's it would be their own fault for all those times they shove five past us i mean we had, we had to react at some point <laughs> right uh we're going to predictions and ha 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 let's have a listen to heskis prediction from last week well let me pr- let me predict if he's going to score a penalty uh on saturday against newcastle no he's not we're going to lose one now <laughs> This is bullying. Egg <laughs> on face. The one time. Every week I say we'll score one goal and it'll be a Luca penalty. And then last week I say he's definitely not going to score a penalty. He's mugging me off now. He's done it on purpose. I, I, I regret even celebrating. William said he would score a penalty and he did. Um, he puts him up to 10 now. So we have established that 11 is the record from Andy Johnson <laughs> after um, much filling last week you... on the pod to try and cover it off yes indeed albert you was spot on so is he going to break it this season albert how many is he on 10 he's on 10 11's the record five games to go uh he's gonna uh, do you know what i think he's gonna equal it which would be really annoying for him not for me i don't i'm not fussed either way 
Um, Heskiff, do you think it's a record that won't last very long, even if he does get it now that VAR is coming in? Oh, good question. I think if we keep Wilf, he'll beat it next season. <laughs> but the Danny Rose handball in the Champions League game, um, I think is the shows that there's going to be so many more penalties going on now because Danny Rose absolutely did not try to handball that ball. He tried to block it with his legs. Everything was in a completely natural position and a handball was given. So it's, um, it is going to be a case of Wilf should learn how to just scoop the ball into players' arms at the moment because next season that's going to win you loads of penalties. Don't worry about, don't worry about getting accused of being a diver anymore, Wilf. Just, just lever it at their hands and, um, it's see when it's a pen. You think the Danny Rose one is a pen? Yeah, I, I do. That's very interesting. So go on, explain why. Just I, I tell I tell you what I what I assimilate it to is you know it's similar to like when a a player slides in to make a, a challenge, and it's the you know there's the um what what's like the clause what were they in control? Do you know what I mean? Now if you're diving in to block a shot. I think personally, if your if your arms are up, and you know, and the, and the shot's heading towards the goal, and it hits your arm, you know, is there a, is there a similar argument where you know you're, Back you're, of the you're nest. sliding in match preview podcast www.backofthenest.com in and you're and you're flailing your arms up in the air, whether it's natural or not, if the you know if the ball. If the ball hits the hand, back of the nest match preview podcast. www.backofthenest.com. And he's followed the like the technique that is best for like the whole sort of like cork twisting kind of scenario. And his arms are coming in towards his body as the ball hits it. So he's twisted and pulled his arms in, which everything is completely natural. And he's not trying to handball the ball. He hasn't tried to make his body bigger in his arm sense because that would have been an obvious arms spread wide and this is me trying to make my whole body as big as possible where he really weren't he was just trying to get his legs on it and the ball was glanced off his arm from behind and I just I just don't think that's a penalty I don't how else is he supposed to dive in was he supposed to like put his arms completely by his side and then even then if it hits his arm even though they're completely attached to the side of his body which would probably cause him to break his neck in that scenario I just I don't know but I just think it's there's gonna be a lot lot more penalties now and I've, and that's absolutely fine if they're going to establish that the rule is if the ball hits the arm it's a penalty then that's absolutely fine because there's no gray area there but like i say you're going to get wingers scooping the ball up into players hands because why wouldn't you if it hits the hand and it's a penalty why would you not do it and um i'm sure that's going to be a new tactic next season Although so, not- yeah but that's but <laughs> go on but that's reviewable that's reviewable if it's like an intentional oh, i'm just going to dink the ball up from two yards to to your hand you know that's that's an that's a that's an obvious sort of tactic that you'd like to think would be caught by var you know and it's not it's not a it's not a, a genuine attempt to to get the ball into the box you know what i mean it's just i'm i'm literally fl- flicking it at your hand is it going to be so called like, the, is, is it going to be called the eagle scoop <laughs> We make teams drop back. Handball, blap. I, I don't know how. How do you? Uh, then you're just getting this whole new area of saying if it's a handball, if it's not a handball. You're just creating a whole new zone of how do we clear this up? How can you say that he deliberately scooped that into his hand instead of, you know, Wilf might have been trying to flick the ball past him or something? You know, 
I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, you've said you've said Danny Rose has, has to slide in to make that block, but he doesn't, does he? He could he could stand up and and just try and get in the way. So that's that's where I'm sort of I'm coming from. Like he's dived in. You kind of you've lost control of necessarily what your body's doing, and if it if it touches the hand, you know, Raheem Sterling's not f- tried to pick his hand out and flick it at it to to nick a penalty. Um, but, but hey, it's a game of opinions. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, I, I don't know how we got on that tangent and how it lasted so long, but there you go. Predictions. Eskif, uh, <laughs> for that beauty from last week, you can you can start us off. Oh, I don't even know how I'm going to say something. Then I'm mugging myself off for next week. We're going to lose 3-0. There you go. <laughs> That'll do. So, so just... To be clear, no Luka Milivojevic pitch penalties. Will Luka Milivojevic score a penalty? No, because we're going to lose 3-0. I'll do that every week now. I'll just change the score. <laughs> and Albert, what are you thinking? Um, I was... Mm, I'm similar to Sam, but I, th- I think it uh, I think it'll be 3-1. I think we, we will score. Probably a Luka Milivojevic penalty. Yeah, I really don't know. Um I'm I'm stuck on this one. I, I I think with if we would have had Sacco and Tompkins, I might have been a little bit more confident that they'd struggle to break us down once more at Sellers Park. But because of those two are missing, um, I don't think the pace is quite there between Dan and Kelly to um, and the game reading also to pull City out. So I would I would say two 0 City. I don't I don't even think we'll score. No Luca penalties this week. So the record. The record will have to wait. Um, Right, we'll be back after this. Hi, preview listeners. This is Chris Hamley from The Review Show. I'm just giving you a little message here, not only to commend the wonderful job that the guys at The Preview Show do, especially producer Billion. He's my favourite. But I also uh, want to direct you in the direction, would you believe, uh, of The Review Show. Um, If you're just a preview show listener, do... Just join us on the review show because we we look at the other end of what happens because, you know, you, just, you might be wondering what happened in the game that's been previewed. Well, we can tell you. I'll tell you all of our thoughts on it and also the thoughts of our many, many, many listeners. So please join us for that. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, be speaking in your direction soon. Many, many family members that listen. <laughs> Thanks, Ambo, for that. Yes. The review show will be this weekend after Man City on Sunday nights. So um, head over to iTunes or whatever podcast outlets you, you use and leave us a five-star rating. Uh, Heskith, thank you very much as always. Um, your misery just ekes through this show. I love it. You're more than welcome. It will never end. <laughs> just a bit like this season at the moment. feels like it will never end. And Albert's much love. Thanks, mate. You too. All the best. Or, Be lucky. Order. Order. <laughs> and we will be back next Thursday or Wednesday, actually. We're d- when, no, Billion wants Wednesday, but we're not letting him do Wednesday. We have to do Thursday. So next weekend, the lovely Billion will be missing from our podcast and we will be having a guest producer, which I will guess will be Sam, the lovely Sam. And That's me. No, not you. I'm no, not, definitely not, not you. We're not letting you anywhere near the buttons. It's going to be Sam Woods. No. <laughs> but we'll be back next Thursday to talk about all things Arsenal. Until then, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. 
You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.